The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is top affiliate marketer and founder of the famous event Affiliate Summit. Uh, his name is Sean Collins. Go to affiliatesummit.com to find out more. Sean, thank you for being with me today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Joey. Sean, could you let us know how you got into affiliate marketing? Um, I guess I got into it sort of backwards. It's, it was such a long time ago now. It was 1997. And I, I was newly married and I had just gotten a house and I, um, the just money was pretty crunched. I was working for pretty much underemployed at a magazine publisher. I really needed to find some other ways to make money. And I just stumbled across the Amazon affiliate program back then and created a very primitive site at the time that was on AOL. Um, and, and I just, uh, from there, I just, I struggled and figured things out and, um, just, over time, I got a domain, got my first domain, then I got my second, now I'm up to hundreds. But I, um, I just, uh, I started writing about just uh, things to do in New York City with my first affiliate site. And from there, I just, I've broadened out to a variety of different sites and just been doing it straight through since then. So when did the uh, affiliate summit start, Sean? Uh, that was in 2003. So we're 11 years old now. So I know that uh, these days you run the Affiliate Summit a couple of times a year uh, and also some other marketing events as well, Sean. Yeah, so we we do our our main events. We just did one this past January in Las Vegas. Then we'll be in New York in August. And those um, are under the, the Affiliate Summit name. But then we started some smaller events that we call the Performance Marketing Summit that we travel around to different cities. So we were in Austin, Texas last month. We'll be in Denver in June. And then we're going to be in Salt Lake City in September in Utah. Okay, so that's this year in 2014. Uh, if we're listening to this sometime, you know, further ahead into the future, uh, where can we go to see what events you have coming up? Yeah, so if they just go to the affiliatesummit.com homepage, they'll see the upcoming events for the next six to 12 months or so. Okay, so let's talk about uh, affiliate marketing now. Um, and first of all, let's talk about affiliate marketing from the perspective of an affiliate. So when you're first getting started, should we pick just one niche or can we do affiliate marketing in many niches? Well, I think um, when you're first getting started, you should focus on just one niche and then um, just get the get the understanding of how to do things, get sort of a, a system of how you're going to promote this site and how you're going to put out content or whatever it's going to be. If it's, and then um, after you've got that down, then expand it to, to multiples but um, I think you really need to figure it out first before you just try to jump in and diversify too much. Sean, where do we find the best products to promote? Well, I guess it's a very individualized answer because I think it, it really comes down to, like, to me, I think the, the best way to promote things is to promote products and services you use personally. Mm -hmm. And I also advocate that when you're picking a niche to, um, to go with uh, something that really interests you, that you have a passion for. So, cause then, um, cause one trap that I fell into many times over the years was to try to pursue some kind of something that was very trendy or hot at the moment. And I would put a lot of time into creating a site and, um, and then I would find that I just, I couldn't bring myself to keep that site going because it was such a boring topic to me. <laughs> so I, 
I really think it's it's essential to to focus on something you really care about. And then if you do that, then naturally you're going to probably be using some products and services related to that. So it, so to me, I think um, I found the most effective to to just uh, use to plug products and services that I use. And then I'm basically giving a testimonial, and when I earn the trust of my audience, then I, I get a nice conversion rate. Mm-hmm. So I think um, to me that's the the best method for and I do content sites, and that's worked out well. Okay, so the big question then is is how do we drive traffic to those offers? How are you getting traffic to your content sites? Well, I guess um, one thing there is depending on whether or not you have some money to spend, because the, you can get there pretty quick if you can work with Google AdWords or Facebook ads. But um, those can require a pretty heavy amount of money, and it's risky, so you really have to know what you're doing and test it a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, so assuming somebody doesn't have that right out of the gate, I would say the, the things that work the best for me are um, really a, a handful of things. One is um, Facebook, just with after you have a, a group of people following either your personal profile page or a, a page you set up for a certain topic. And what I do is I... I'll post to a blog and then I, and then basically, um, I post a lot of my content to a blog and then I use the RSS to spread it out to a variety of different places so that I can basically just do this one act and then it automatically goes to where other people want to consume it, whether it be Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or Google Plus. Mm-hmm. And, and so with Facebook, I, I have the RSS pulled in with a tool called Networked Blogs. And um, and I like that a lot because some of the different tools that pull the RSS into Facebook, they won't pull in an image, but with networked blogs, it does. So it makes it a lot more impactful when people see it. And I found that people click through a whole lot more when they when I have a post on Facebook that has an image associated with it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then for um to pull things into Twitter, I use Hootsuite, and I, I also actually use that for um for LinkedIn and, and Google Plus. And um, so it's it's very seamless, and uh, it works out great to to republish things that I post to my blog. And then um, probably the the most impactful for me is my email lists, and I've built those up over many years for depending on which site it is. And so um, to, I think uh, it's difficult to keep trying to bring in new customers or or just um, not, I guess not your own customers, but customers to the advertisers. So so if you can remarket to people that already trust you. That's a lot more efficient and effective. So email list to, to leverage that once a week or maybe more has been tremendously effective for me. Mm-hmm. And then as, as far as um, pulling in some new traffic from different sources, I, I've made quite a few videos over the years, and I use YouTube. And I see a lot of people that make great videos they put on YouTube, but they don't really leverage the assets they have there like by writing a, a quality title for the – basically it's their headline – the title there, and then the description, you you get a massive amount of characters, and I see people use maybe a sentence oftentimes, and any URL you put in there is going to turn into a live link. So I highly encourage people to um, to put a very quality, keyword-rich description into YouTube because I've gotten quite a few clicks from my different videos there because the, I guess, um, if you th- it's, uh, I guess, a pretty well-known thing that YouTube is the second biggest search engine after Google, so... So it's essential to basically do SEO for, for YouTube when you're putting your videos in there. And the same thing goes for I've gotten quite a, a lot of traffic from Flickr, putting pictures up there and then putting a, you can put a, a rich description that you can just, um, write HTML in there so you can have some links. I think it's maybe a maximum of three links per picture description, but, um, that's worked out quite well for me too. 
You mentioned there about your email list. Do you mainly email out offers or is it mixed with content as well? Is every email an offer or is there a balance to be struck between um, value and content versus pitching and asking your your subscribers to click links? I guess it would vary for the type of affiliate you are. For me, I'm a content affiliate, so mm-hmm. I really don't bother much with banners. Really, all of my transactions come through the contextual marketing with the like if I mention the word domain, I'll have that linked out to GoDaddy. And so, um, so I always just have it really in the text. Sure. So, um, so what I do is I just, my newsletters, I, I have them, um, they basically, they form themselves from the, the posts I've made in my blog for a given week. And then, um, one of my favorite tools is AWeber and they have a, one of their resources in there is that you can have push RSS to email so that basically you set up an email template and then each week or each day, however, whatever period you want to do it, you can have it send out an email to your list with all the blog posts since whenever the last time is you sent an email list out. So I, for me, it's all seamless. I set up the time that I've seen that people open it the most for me. And it just like, I have one newsletter that drops on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday and uh, at different times just to constantly test them. And they, um, and so it's it's wonderful that I just have to write that content in my blogs and then it just pushes out automatically to AWeber. Brilliant. What tools would you recommend for affiliate marketers? I guess um, some of them are I'm pretty um focused on using WordPress. I like back in the early days I was first I was on um, America Online, then later on I started just writing my own HTML and it was pretty primitive back then. So um but these days I've over time, I migrated all of my affiliate sites, every site that I, affiliate sites and just other sites, they're all on WordPress these days. So, um, so I guess the, some of the, my favorite tools are plugins. One of them is called Simple Page Tester. And it basically, it's a, a very easy way to do split testing, A-B testing. And, um, and it used to be a premium plugin, so you had to pay a price for it, but now they have a free version. So I'd highly recommend people, if they're not testing their landing pages, to do that for sure. Um, and then pretty link is another one that you can get for free. And basically the, just the, um, the whole thing there is it creates a redirect for you and you can make it, you can have, say your, your website is abc.com and you're promoting Amazon. So you can create a link that says abc.com slash Amazon mm-hmm. and have that redirect to your affiliate link instead of having that, that gigantic affiliate link. And, um, I think that's great for a couple of reasons. One is that if you're using a, a text email or text versus HTML email for your newsletter, you want to have a very short link for your affiliates, for your affiliate links. And, um, and also just a, a lot of people, they, they feel wary if they see a very long link. But then also in the event that you, a, a company closes down or they move their affiliate program to a different network or something, then if you have all those links in one place, say pretty link or a different redirection tool, then it's so easy to go in there and, and just, switch all those links in one place instead of having to manually change them out. That's that's a problem that I had years ago when I say I had five different sites and I, I just was linking to the Amazon homepage like dozens and dozens of times. If they changed their link configuration, I had to manually go in there and, and change everything and it was a huge hassle. So mm-hmm. so I highly recommend using if it's not a plug in, maybe HT access file for a redirect or or something, but definitely have redirects and then um then there's a company Yoast, Y O A S T, that has a a great software for SEO or a plugin for SEO that I highly recommend. And then um, I guess outside of that, the, I mentioned AWeber. It's one of my my favorite tools for email. And then the service Fiverr, 
Are you familiar with those guys? F-I-V-E-R-R? Mm-hmm. So I, so I use that a lot of times for, um, a variety of things, whether it's for formatting a, a book for, um, as a, on Kindle or create space on Amazon or, or getting some quick images made or banners or videos. I, so I, I use that constantly. And then, um, for, um, there's a, another one I like a lot called Video Scribe. And it's, uh, it enables you to make those like sort of cartoonish explainer videos. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it's basically drag and drop. It's really easy to use, so you don't have to go out there and get a, some kind of graphic designer, cartoon editing people or whatever. So it's, um, I think it's maybe, it's a relatively cheap software and it's, it has nice results. So I like that a lot too. So those are, I guess, some of my favorite tools. Great. That's a great list, Sean. Thank you very much. Sean, what big mistakes do you see affiliate marketers commonly making and what should we do instead? Um, well, I think, uh, one of the biggest ones is just impatience because the, I think, um, a lot of people get sold this bill of goods that it's, that affiliate marketing is get rich quick and you can, you can make, um, so much money right away. Mm-hmm. And just, especially for the average person, it's just not the case, especially if you can't, I, it's one thing if you have money to put into paid search. But if you don't, you're just trying to build a site from scratch. It takes quite a while to get a following. And I think uh, when I made my first affiliate site, I probably went, I forget it, maybe four or five, six months before I earned anything. So you really need to stick with it and have patience to see it. And, um, and once you figure things out and make it happen, then you can regularly earn that money. But it's, but it, um, can take a while. So you have to have, you have to just really, um, buckle down and, and just produce content or whatever you're doing, but do it for a while. And um, basically, in silence, just with the understanding that at some point it'll kick in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think also, um, I guess um, a lot of people might disagree, but I think also it's like I mentioned earlier, it's it's a bad idea to chase trends just because it's hard to to stay interested. I guess um, some people they that's all they do, and, and I guess in paid search it, it pays out more, and you don't really have to care what you're promoting there. But but when it comes to producing content, it just it becomes a real grind if you're trying to write about something that bores you to tears. So I think those those are two of the, the biggest issues that I've seen with, with affiliates. Okay, let's um, switch this around now and look at affiliate marketing from the point of view of someone who is running an affiliate marketing and using affiliate marketing to drive traffic and sales. What would you say are the best platforms to run an affiliate program from? Um, with that, it's sort of a tricky question because I think it's a really individualized choice. There are so many variables with features and pricing and, and different things. So I, um, like for instance, for Affiliate Summit, we run our affiliate program through ShareASale. And I think in that case, they're the best platform for us. But I think, um, I would highly urge people to look at all the, the major and maybe the minor platforms and, um, and give them a try, get a, a test with each one and, and just talk to the, the companies that are doing it and just see what, what's in their budget. Some companies may have almost zero budget. Some may have an infinite budget. So that makes a big difference about who they could possibly even consider. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess the the one thing I would say though is that like there's a certain class of platforms that that I would urge people to go with. I um a lot of affiliates don't like to work with with um just like an installed software on a server because they they don't trust it. There's no middleman. If something happens, they like to have that sort of unbiased third party. If there's some kind of dispute with money or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also just a, a matter of just limiting the logins. At this point, I belong to hundreds of affiliate programs, but that's probably across maybe five or six networks. I, I wouldn't want to have to manage that many places where I'm trying to track down payments and, 
and different links changing around and logins and things. So it's just for the ease of use for the affiliates, it's, um, it's nice to be on one of the major platforms. So I think uh, yeah, that's something you really have to consider. And I think, um, with the exception of maybe eBay and Amazon, I really don't belong to any non-network affiliate programs because I, it's just too much of a hassle for me to, to stay on top of. And those, those two are just so giant that I, I couldn't ignore them. So what are some of the networks that you're on, Sean? ClickBank, JVZoo? Um, I focus more on retail products. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm more with, um, with, uh, Rakuten Linkshare and Commission Junction, Affiliate Window, um, Share a Sale. Mm-hmm. So more of the, like the physical goods and, and ClickBank, I've been an affiliate there since, um, the nineties and I, I had some, some digital products that I ran there way back when, but I, um, but I don't do as much with digital. So I, so I haven't really focused as much there. So I guess, yeah, if you're, if you're doing some kind of digital product, then certainly ClickBank is the, the first place to go. And then maybe one network direct. As a side note, Sean, you mentioned you focus on physical products rather than digital. Is there any particular reason for why you prefer that? Um, I guess it's just that I, I enjoy like, um, just different little geeky tech things and like computers and reviewing that sort of thing. And, and so I, um, I just, that's just stuff that I like. And also I review like music and books and things. So it's just the stuff that just happens to, be things I enjoy writing about. Mm-hmm. And I guess, um, like for me, I, I don't really consume that much in the way of digital products with the exception of maybe ebooks and Kindle books and things. Do you find that there's more of a demand for physical products than digital? Um, not really. I guess the, the way that I look at it, it's sort of, um, like three distinct sections of affiliate marketing. You've got the, the digital with like JVZoo and, and, um, ClickBank and the like with the more of the information products, then you have like the sort of the quote unquote traditional affiliate marketing with the retail goods and then the, the CPA networks that are all based on leads. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's, and I guess, um, from just talking to so many people over the years, it seems like usually people fall into one camp and they don't really go across and, and promote from the three different areas. And uh, that's the case with me. I, I've done very little ever with. CPA networks and, um, and just occasionally I'll, I'll promote things that some things like a, a plugin that happens to be on ClickBank, I'll promote it, but I, I don't usually look for things on ClickBank to promote. Okay. So it's mainly the physical stuff that you stick to. So if we're running an affiliate program ourselves, how do we get affiliates to sign up and understand that we have a good offer that is going to make them money? Um, one thing I think is a key thing here, which, um, which I felt like I, I, I managed affiliate programs for about 10 years. I felt like one of the, the biggest strengths I had was that I was an affiliate first. So I could look at it with those eyes. And I think that any affiliate manager should be an affiliate as well. So they can understand the sort of the pain points that affiliates go through and what they want and what they need. Mm-hmm. So, um, so to me, I, whenever I ran an affiliate program, I always looked at it from an affiliate perspective. And I think so, um, so an affiliate manager has to consider that the, Affiliates going to want to have certainly a, a competitive commission um, compared to other similar products, and um, and to me the it's a huge thing if they're in one of the main networks, and um, then also the I like to have an availability of different metrics so I can see even if it's they're sort of general and they don't necessarily apply to me I like to see what the EPC is and the average order value for um, a shopping cart with them. 
and uh, just uh, conversion rate. Like I love to get any kind of data that they're willing to share, and some companies just simply won't do that. And I guess um, that could be just because their confidentiality, but sometimes I it concerns me that maybe they just they have bad numbers they don't want to share. Mm-hmm. So it's that's one thing I I love to see some networks they'll they'll put up that EPC and all these different net metrics. And I guess but um I guess uh, you have to take that with a grain of salt because they can be gamed a bit. Mm-hmm. Depending on what type of people can just some people just kick out all their affiliates they're underperforming just to make their numbers look better. I think that's a mistake because they should cultivate those affiliates. Mm-hmm. But I um I think as far as actually recruiting them, the one tactic that I used that was very effective for me in the past because literally nobody else was doing it, and so few people have done it since then, it was to do direct mail. So I would get a I'd create postcards and I would put maybe the top three to five value propositions for that affiliate program on there, just make, just get a nicely designed postcard. And I would just go out there and I would search for, um, affiliates that were promoting my competitors or just their sites that were in whatever that, that vertical or niche was. So I, um, just find some relevant sites and I would go out there and I would, I'd shoot out these direct mails and, um, I would test different versions to see if they converted better. But, by and large, the, any kind of direct mail I ever sent out always converted well because I guess you're looking at pretty much a 100% open rate. If it hits somebody's mailbox, they're going to see it. Mm-hmm. And if it's relevant to them, they're oftentimes they would take action. So that was I, – I did a lot of different tactics over the years to recruit affiliates, but that was the most effective and it was pretty cost-effective as well. Brilliant. I wasn't expecting that, Sean. That's a really outside-the-box method of recruiting. That's an awesome tip. My next question, um, you mentioned about cultivating your affiliates. If we have affiliates who have signed up to our program, but they're not mailing out or driving any traffic for us, what are some ways that we can cultivate them and get them to promote more? Yeah, I think um, it's a great question because I, I see so many affiliate programs, they, they go out there and they recruit like mad, but then they don't, they just, pretty much the relationship stops then. And I always saw it as being sort of a, a three-part relationship where you would go out there and you would recruit the affiliates and then you would focus on educating them because the a lot of people accept that maybe 20% or even less than that of their affiliates will produce anything. But I, I always put a lot of time into educating affiliates and trying to make it as useful as possible a relationship. I I would treat them basically as, as a sales team. And um, with that, I, I created a guide, maybe 10 pages that would detail – how you could, um, like the demographic you should go after, a little history of the company, the best performing products or links. And I would really give them basically like a new employee guide on how to really get started fastest and, and to be the most effective with that affiliate program. And I would just always avail myself whenever they had questions to through IM and email and phone in different ways. But I, um, I think to, to have that education there and to, to help the, so many of the affiliates that are oftentimes relatively new to it to help them get started. And the great thing there is that a lot of them that are very hungry, they'll do well, and then they have great loyalty because you were the person that helped them. And um, and then also the third prong there is just the retention. So um, your competitors, they always want to grab your affiliates, especially the biggest performers, so you have to – make your affiliate program very attractive to stay with. So, so you want to have, um, you want to focus on always having great uptime and, and paying out, just have very accurate reporting. So that, I guess that, that goes along with having a, a quality, well-known network. And, um, just to, 
to be a great resource for them to, to go the extra mile if they need some custom creative, if they just have questions, answer it right away instead of waiting two days and just, um, like just to be a great resource for them and make it as easy as possible for them to succeed. Brilliant. Well, Sean, thank you so much for the information that you've given us today. If we're really serious about affiliate marketing, where can we go to get more information on how you can help us further? Um, I have a, a site, affiliatetip.com, where I, I blog seven days a week there with different news and tips and resources about the industry. So um, you can check in there. And I it's a mixture of what's going on in the news and different tools that I come across. And also I'll I'll share videos of the, the full sessions that have been in Affiliate Summit, different things like that. And then um, we have a magazine we've putting, been putting out for several years called Feedfront. And unfortunately, the physical version only mails in the U.S. because it would be too expensive to mail um, internationally. But we put the digital version as well. So if you go to feedfront.com, you can see our past 26 issues. They're all available online to download. And, um, and then we give them out as well at all of our conferences. But that's and also that's also a, an opportunity for anybody who's a writer out there because the the whole magazine is is written by people that are in the industry. So we because it, it was basically born out of frustration. I was finding that when people were covering the industries for some of the bigger magazines like Entrepreneur Magazine or Inc. Magazine, they'd oftentimes get a lot of the details wrong because they were journalists, they weren't marketers. And so, um, so we started this magazine to have the people actually doing this and getting their, their hands dirty to write about it. So it's all written in first person. They're all very short articles. They're all 500 words or less. So you can just read it in a quick shot, one page, instead of having a, a big elaborate article. So, so it's all like five tips on how to do this or seven ways to do that. And so they're very quick reads that you can apply. So, um, Feedfront Magazine, it's another way that we share the information. And also finally, I have a, a weekly podcast called Seven Minutes in Affiliate Heaven. It's on geekcast.fm. And so, like, as the name suggests there, I, had, I used to do an hour long podcast and I was finding it was just hard to fit that in my schedule. So I, I just do the seven minutes each week where it just boils down all the latest things I've been thinking about or writing about in a, a nice quick format. How about the summits? Is there any way that uh, those listening in North America or uh, I guess anywhere in the world for that matter, where, where we can go and find out more um, about what is going to be talked about at the Affiliate Summit? Yes, absolutely. So the next one, I guess depending on when you listen to this, it's August 10 through 12 in New York City. And if you go to AffiliateSummit.com, you can see the detailed agenda of all the speakers and the topics and everything. And we get, um, even though all of the, we were in London, I guess about seven years ago, but since then we've been in the U.S. just because it was very challenging for us to run it outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. since my partner and I are based here. But, um, but, uh, any given conference, we typically have, um, I guess probably about 40 to 50 different countries represented there. And so it's, um, so it's a very international audience, which is exciting to see. Great. Well, if affiliate marketing is your thing, then go check out those places. Links will be on the blog and in the show notes. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, please support the show and give us a rating on iTunes. Finally, Sean, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, Joey. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.